Hey, you! Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Like movies, music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Subscribe to Journey Into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophy, hosted by me, Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophy. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. To a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. I am the man of the hour, the man with the power. Diamonds are forever. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. And what you gonna do, Andre? History beckons the macho man. Yeah, the best there is. The best there was. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Two words for ya! Two Do I have everybody's attention now? Well, yeah, it's time to freak out, freak out. It's time for Journey into Wrestling Season 2, Episode 7. Dig it! Brando here once again for Journey into Wrestling. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Nate. What's up, dude? (laughs) Not much, man. That Um, was amazing. (laughs) I thought of that, like... Four hours ago, whatever, driving home, I'm like, how cool would it be to, like, since I ended the show as Savage last week, to just bust into it this week? Because I, I realized I didn't say the freak out, freak out. <laughs> well, you Ooh, did it. Yeah. You did it amazing. I'm too hot. I'm too hot to handle, too cold to hold. You know what I'm saying? Dig it. <laughs> oh, shit. So what's good in the world of wrestling hood? How how's it going? You watch anything crazy lately? I what did I have what uh, what have I watched? Um I watched a little Oh, um since we last talked, um or what have we talked since then? Well, I think we've talked since then. I know that for 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 Thanksgiving, uh for Thanksgiving weekend, I watched the first annual WWF Survivor Series from 1987. Awesome. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Oh Three my zero. My gosh, yeah, I'm getting so old. But uh, I watched that, and then I watched some some old WCW stuff. Um, I wa- oh, I watched uh, I watched an episode of Monday Night Raw from 2002, late November. Uh, and it was the main event was HBK, the world heavyweight champion, defending the title against Rob Van Dam. Whoa! And that that was also the night that the tag team champions Vitamin C. <laughs> I forgot about Vitamin C. Uh, Chris Jericho and Christian. Yep. Defended the, the defended against the newly reunited Dudley Boys, and. The, uh, the new chief of staff for Eric Bischoff, Sean Morley, restarted the match like twice, and the and the Dudley still didn't you know you know get the win. I think Bubba tapped out eventually to to the walls of Jericho, but then like um, Jericho and Christian were like celebrating and they were they they were being goofy backstage and they went and took a shower 
and then they came out and they were like wearing towels and flip flops and Christian had like a had like a uh, a hair um, shower net on or shower cap on. He looked absolutely absolutely ridiculous. And then someone took their bags and it was the Dudleys. And then so they uh, the the Dudleys take their bags out to the ring and they start throwing the clothes into the crowd. And Jericho and Christian walk out and they're like, you know, you can't do that. Give us back our stuff, you big meanies or whatever. And then the Spike comes up from behind them, and Bubba says, Spike, get the towels. And he yanks the towels. And Y2J, Chris Jericho, and Christian are completely naked under those towels. Holy hell, what? They they cut. I'm not saying I was trying to look at Dong or anything, but I, I was paying attention and went, whoa, there was nothing there. There was nothing. Like they quickly like, and they cut away from on like they they use a you know different camera angle. But I went back and I like tried to pause it at the right time, and you can't see anything because of how they moved. But it was legit. There, There's nothing there, and I'm like, so those people who were like sitting right there by like by the entrance ramp, they 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 saw some junk. They got the Chip and Dale show <laughs> from <laughs> vitamin did, C, dude. and then uh, but I mean. All, all in all, dude, I, it was a really cool, you know, go back and kind of like look back at what was that fifteen years ago at this point, and just revisit wrestling and see like where it was, and then of course thirty years ago with the Survivor Series and whatnot, and just to go back and you know, um, I think I saw something on like uh, it might have been Facebook or something, you know, shouting out to like fifteen years ago and like a really cool rare main event between HBK and RVD, and I'm like. I have got to watch this. I don't remember that. I don't and remember cause, it. Yeah, because Sean wasn't world heavyweight champion for too long. He was. It was just Survivor Series to the next pay per view, Armageddon. Yeah, because he won where, it at the Elimination Chamber, right? He won it there, and then he dropped it back to Triple H because uh, in the beginning, Triple H is never supposed to drop it. Oh, um, because the whole thing was the SummerSlam match was was, was supposed to be a one off. Yep. And then they thought that bringing Sean in to the chamber would be a cool attraction if he wanted to do it. And then, and then they were then then once they got him in on like a more of a long term deal, that's when they decided to give him the belt for a, for first small run. Because I, I think one of the early talks was that if Sean even if Sean was going to be in, there was no guarantee that he was going to be on after Survivor Series. And that they would have, I can see them making like or having Triple H get his win back from, from from SummerSlam, um, but they gave it to Sean instead. And of course, that was when that's when Hunter suffered the bruised larynx or whatever it was from RVD's frog splash. And and see, it, they actually showed that as like a you know replay on that Raw, and it was and they slowed it down. I was like, man, he got so lucky. Hit him in the throat with his knee, right? It was like his shin is like yes maybe it was his knee but like the way that he came off the chamber pod uh, he couldn't get a full extension and he kind of like landed awkwardly on him and and uh, yeah messed him up and he continued the whole match and then it, and they showed him like loading him up on like on, like the gurney backstage with like the oxygen on because he he worked the rest of that match barely being able to breathe Jesus that's a testament to how crazy awesome Hunter really is you know. I know he's a hell of a machine of a person, but uh, after that he bled. So yeah, <laughs> here I could just imagine having that happen to you, and and you're 
I remember, if I remember the correctly, that spot's like not even at the midway point of the match yet, and um, only like two people are out, right? Uh, I don't know. RVD Hunter and Sean. No, Sean was last guy in. I think that's right. That's right. Um, but I just remember, like, I, I watched that some years ago, and uh, thinking about that, going, "What? What? What is going through his mind?" Going, "Oh no." <laughs> Because I, I would be freaking out if I couldn't breathe. Yeah, panic would set in, you know? Or maybe, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know, though, because as a performer, do you think that when you're in that situation and some, and the oh, no, something wrong has happened, and that's been a thing that's happened a lot of times with wrestlers. I mean, Hunter is another example where he's hurt himself other times. But uh, do you think that it's like when they're out there, the adrenaline is so high for them because they're performing that – it isn't really set in how bad it is until that is kind of wore off and then the reality sets in of what they've done to themselves. That's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of times where, like, back in the day, uh, especially down in Puerto Rico, you would have, like, um, riots and everything with, with uh, people going, heels could, heels could barely make it out of the ring, you know, because, like, you would be a heel, and you would be out there and you'd beat up one of their guys and it was so real to them they would want to kill you. Yeah. And uh I remember um reading in maybe it was um maybe it was in Brett's book or someone's book where they were talking about um barely making it out of a building one night cuz it was kind of like people were kind of like, like like throwing stuff and and uh, and then whatnot, and and you just no wait no, I think this is a uh, this was a Shane Douglas story, and and maybe like they showed up at the like at like some ECW event, and people went nuts, and they were chasing him out of the building, and he barely made it out. People were grabbing at him, and they got that, and they got to the car, and he said he was in the car, and then um, they were driving away, and he he was kind of coming down from everything. And then uh, he remembered what Terry Funk had said is that you won't realize till later that you've been stabbed. What? And and then he's instantly like checking himself, going, "Oh my, oh my God, was I stabbed?" <laughs> you know, because he's like, "Oh no, maybe I was stabbed." <laughs> and uh, but that's the kind of like you know, there used to be some white heat back in the day in wrestling, and you know, we don't really have that nowadays. You know, people are pretty pretty laid back, and they understand they're, they're, they understand the product. Yes, I mean it's like it, kayfabe is kind of like no more. So, unfortunately, there's some glorious stuff that happens because of kayfabe. You know, do you remember back when like DDP uh, and Raven had that feud, and I think Raven came on to Jay Leno's show and DDT'd uh, DDP through the like table and took his U.S. title and was just gallivanting around like he was the U.S. champ, even though he didn't win it. I I also remember when the NWO came out and took over the entire Tonight Show. Oh yes, and, and kicked Jay Leno off the show, and then Jay Leno came back later on with DDP. Yeah, yeah. See, that's great times. You can't have that now because everybody's like, "Oh, this, this is just an act." But then you weren't so sure, you know. NWO um, I, was raucous enough to maybe yeah. do some real shit like that. I remember. Um, talking to somebody and they had watched the new Jim Carrey documentary about the man 
Man on the Moon. Uh, that's on Netflix. It's it's like the behind the scenes documentary footage that never got released because Jim went into like real like um, method acting. Yeah, where he became Andy Kaufman. Like he he ate, slept, you know, breathed Andy Kaufman, and you had to call him Andy on set because he was not responding. He was Jim did not exist. Yeah. That's why he was fully he's fully like in you know encaptured by his hero and uh he was talking to Jerry Lawler and of course Jerry and Andy had a great fantastic feud down there in uh you know in in uh in Nashville. Was it Nashville? Is that where they're based at? I know it's Tennessee. Memphis. Um, right? Memphis. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Duh. Come on now. Home of the King, man, that was like that's like the dumbest thing I've ever said. Um, <laughs> you are right, you are right. No worries. Took uh, me a minute anyway. to realize what you were saying because I was like, "Yeah, I it knew it is was down there Tennessee." I'm correct. You know the old, uh, you know, the, like the old Jarrett promotion down there. Um, but like Andy wanted to come in and do some stuff, and of course Andy was doing this thing where he was doing this bit where he was going around the country, and he was the the intergender champion where he would wrestle women because he was such a small dude and like he couldn't hurt a real wrestler. Yeah. He was wrestling women. And I guess he got a hold of the, the old uh, WWF at the time. And they kind of declined. We ended up hitting up Jerry Lawler and he's like, absolutely dude, come on. I mean, we're going to get Hollywood recognition for this. And so they ended that ended up going into a match with Jerry Lawler. And of of course they, then they, the infamous, uh, slap slap on Dave Letterman and this was all a work it was all Andy and it was Jerry and what was cool is that even after the match up until Andy's death like they were talking about doing more stuff and Andy was doing projects or whatever but Andy would still film stuff and send it in for them to play on television like cutting a promo or something on Jerry right yeah and because there was always like this, yeah, we need to do something else. We need to do like something and we'll make it bigger, you know, keep the fires and, going. You know, Andy loved the wrestling business. He loved the showmanship of it. He loved the, he loved he, And of course he was a natural heel. He, he, he just loved it. And Jerry was talking to, talking to Jim Carrey and he was talking like how they planned this and they did all, they did everything, you know, they planned it all out. And then in a way that kind of crushed Jim, he was like, Oh, and then in in his head he he said, "Not this time." So he like was doing stuff to purposely mess with Jerry. Like Jerry's getting his makeup done in his trailer, and he's like shaking the trailer outside, <laughs> being what acting crazy and going nuts, you know. And and Jerry Lawler doesn't know what's coming next, you know. And it's like what was then a. You know, a hashed out plan is now like he has to relive this, but it's he doesn't quite know In what Jim's chaos. going to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's I thought that was a little funny story. I, I actually need to watch that because I I saw the trailer for it and I, I seemed really interesting. Damn, I want to look that up too. What was it called? Uh, man, I don't remember. Oh, it's called Jim and Andy. Jim and Andy. Okay. Uh, on Netflix. Yeah, and uh, I still I don't know when I'm gonna get to watch it, but uh, Jim talks about he. When that movie was over, Jim wasn't there anymore. He didn't exist. Like he had to, he had, he had to go and refine himself. Jesus, 
he was like he didn't know who he was or what he was doing. He's just like, wow, you know, <laughs> he was that gone, man. Whew. It's a crazy place to be to think about yourself, like essentially rewriting your total purpose and trying to become someone else as as a whole. You know, not just for gimmick, but like really sell the thing that you are this person. You have become the embodiment of that person. Uh, yeah. You know, speaking of people embodying people, nice little segue there. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, this would have been right off of the heels of Survivor Series. This would have been uh, the, the the show right after Um would have been the fourth, I think, Monday the fourth. <clears throat> Brando. His broken brilliance might be gone, but he is now woken. <laughs> what do you think of this new creation of Hardy? Uh, well, I'm 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 obviously excited to see what they do with it uh, because it's been a long time coming. It's been almost kind of like a, a soap opera with. Will they, won't they, will they be able to tease it here, tease it there, can't do it, but want to do it? And now that uh, TNA slash GFW slash Impact Wrestling slash... Owl Canadian, Man? Yeah, out, fuck the owl, I don't know. Now that they have officially given up, uh, Matt Hardy's going to own the broken Matt character and the universe, and he's going to be able to do the the character whenever and however he wants. And it seems like the deal that they have struck with WWE is to use the term woken instead of broken. That would allow there not to be any sort of legal mumbo jumbo. Should they decide to leave the company, uh, you know, they'll be able to be broken, but while they're here, they're going to be woken and you, they can still use the same stuff. They could do the same delete. They could do all this kind of stuff. But, you know, legalities, legalities. And it's obvious that this was a, something that was mutually agreed upon. And, uh, I mean, it's just a... Uh, it, it's not that big of a departure for term. It works. You know. Yeah. And he's literally the exact same. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, I can't, and I can't wait for Jeff to come back from injury to see how... Brother Nero is going to play in. He can't be Brother Nero, right? Wouldn't he be like Brother Hero or something? Brother Zero? <laughs> Brother Hero. <laughs> Brother Hero. I don't know. Or um, um, I, I don't know. This is crazy because I remember when we first started this show, Journey into Wrestling, we were very early, maybe second or third episode, we talked about the like birth of the broken universe. Right, mm -hmm. they had the the first time they did it. It was in the barn, and I remember Matt did his finisher off onto like an actual fucking dining room <laughs> table. It, yeah, and it like was awful. Like oh my. that that looked spot looked horrible. Like like not 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 as in it didn't look good. It looked painful. It looked like it really fucking hurt. Yes, so it's cool to see now that it's like um, I feel like the. Matt Hardy's gimmick has been on the injured list for eight months, <laughs> and he's finally coming off of injury, you know? Uh, so it's really good to see this Woken character. Uh, it's fun that they're using it to be a versus Bray Wyatt because of Wyatt and the character he's created. So now if you're going to have the vignette-style things that are not 
I mean, that's kind of like the House of Horrors or whatever that Bray did was a was kind of a pre-taped thing. You know, a lot of that those segments that were uh, vignette style. So it really works to that broken or quote unquote woken universe. Will we get the Hardys wrestling in their ranch? Maybe not, but maybe who knows? I don't know. This is. Um, Interesting territory. I love that uh, he calls Bray Wyatt the consumer of terrestrial entities. <laughs> yeah, uh, and apparently Matt is going to be given a creative license with this from Vince to kind of kind of do what he wants with it, um, which is good. I mean, obviously it has to adhere within what they want to do within the company. He can't go and completely go offhand and do something outrageous. But Vince is going to kind of let him be hands-on with this along with the creative team. And, like, you know, obviously Matt won't get won't, – Matt will not have to do, hopefully, whatever Matt does not want to do yeah. with this character. And uh, from what I'm understanding, it is that Vince feels like it. he's, he's excited to take advantage of a character who's already established. Uh, to where they don't have to do the groundwork on it. It's already there. All they all they got to do now is let it write and let it kind of play out and let it do it and let this whole thing kind of unfold. So that's a lot of fun. And I do wonder if done properly. This is in we're we're in December now. It's a long ways away. But if you build it up slowly, slowly, you could get a mania match out of this between Matt and Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, you could. Either that, or you could do the first one-on-one match at what at whatever Rumble? pay-per-view, huh? Would it be Rumble? I would put them both in the Rumble <clears throat> and have them cross paths there. That's for the first time that they touch is where Bray is in the ring or Matt is in the ring by themselves, and then the other person comes out. And then they have the rings to themselves or people are backing up or whatever. And then the first one-on-one match is the one – is the pay-per-view before uh, Mania. But it's not – it doesn't finish. It doesn't come to a head because then Jeff comes back. Interference. And then uh, either you bring back a Wyatt, mem- or F- Wyatt family member or make a new one. You can always expand Bray's universe. Yep. And and do something new, Bo Maybe Dallas, Killian Dane. Ooh, ooh, that's a cool thing. Have him leave Sanity in favor of joining Bray. That would be Maybe fucking sick. Maybe bring Sanity up. Ooh. Have Sanity. Oh, I love that. I but I think okay. Here's my the danger with bringing Sanity up from NXT is. I feel like one of the members is getting fucked if that happens. I feel like Nikki Cross needs to win the NXT women's title. I think that's important to her development. So I think that she would get stuck not being brought up is the only thing I would see there. Well, I think she's good enough to leave Sanity, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And I feel like she could could remain. Or either you bring up all of them or you bring up Killian Dane because then you can end up doing... You know, Broken Matt and Brother Nero and uh, have them, you know, in the Mania match against Bray and, for example, Killian Dane at at Mania, uh, just for example. So that way you keep it two on two. And then that's the blow off 
you can do that. I don't know if you would want to take it that far or if they want to take it that far with one feud or if they want to, you know, have Matt do something else or have Bray do something else. It It's all subjective. I'm excited, though, because uh, to, to hear that Vince is behind it and that he is letting Matt do what he wants with it, you know, that's less work that Vince has to do. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, so that's that, 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 and that's great because now, I mean, watching that vignette and having Matt do that friend dresser laugh was just, <laughs> and they kept cutting back and forth. <laughs> Bray laughing. <laughs> Bray. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't do it. I'm terrible it, it, at it. It's but. great though, because Matt, dude, Matt gets into it. Oh yeah, he does. I because when he started this character, Broken Matt Hardy, he didn't break character. He was trying to bring yes. kayfabe back. He would do interviews as Broken Matt. He was doing ev- literally everything as Broken Matt Hardy. So it's cool to see this Woken. Will we see Senior Benjamin? Will we see Ruby show up? Uh, Ruby Sky. Uh, a Rebby Sky is is it Rebby Rebby it is Rebby I always fuck that up and I remember um, I guess there's a there is a WWE 24 maybe it's 24 it, it's gonna be about the Hardys coming back oh cool and I guess Rebby just got interviewed oh is sweet because she, she posted online it was a picture of her getting you know interviewed in front of the cameras and whatnot and. Whoever quoted this was probably from uh, she, she's doing this to take a jab at TNA, where it says that you are going to prevent you know, like you know your mouth will prevent your husband from ever going you know from ever getting you know brought back, and WWE wouldn't touch you with a ten foot pole. Damn. And she posted she posted those quotes with a picture of her sitting there getting interviewed with the cameras. Man, uh, there's a couple interesting things that have been happening with Twitter with the Broken Universe, too. I guess there's a drone that's a part of the Broken Universe that just woke up for the first time. <laughs> uh, Senior Benjamin's profile just uh, tweeted something in Spanish that was like, uh, did someone call me or someone just <laughs> called? So it seems like there's they're, they're definitely teasing it, and I love that that's the possibility. If it was me, I like your idea of making Bray and uh, Matt not touch each other till the Rumble. My thought would be if you're going to have them in there one-on-one, they still don't touch in the ring. They literally eliminate themselves and then just start going to town at each other outside of the ring because that's just some chaotic thing you wouldn't expect to happen. Like, Matt is, like, looking and laughing at Bray, and Bray's looking and laughing at Matt. Bray turns his back and steps outside of the ring. Matt doesn't attack him. He just does the exact same thing. Bray's like, okay, I'll jump down. You won't do that. Bray does it. Matt does it. And it's like, okay, well, now we're going to just fucking go to war. Let's do this, you know, and they just duke it out. I don't know. I I think that'd be different. I don't know that many people have eliminated themselves in the Rumble. And I know it's kind of wasteful, but it's interesting storytelling at least. Drew Carey did it. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> to get the fuck away from Kane, I love that he like he went into his little tracksuit and brought out some money. <laughs> Do you want this? Kane's like, I don't give a damn about money, Sonny. Uh, by the way, Finn Balor is super over. Have you been seeing all this stuff? Yeah. So there's um dirt sheet report saying that he's not over with Vince. That's why he wasn't given the Brock match. 
Um, probably for Rumble, it looks like it's most likely going to be Braun, I guess. I don't know. Um, so then there was a poll. And Finn wins the poll. Who would you most likely like to see challenge Brock Lesnar for the title most next? Finn wins the poll like overwhelmingly. 79% of people want to see him. So then the very next night on Raw, he gets crushed. I don't remember who he lost in a squash match to, but he just got the hell kicked out of him. I don't remember who it was. Uh, oh, it was Kane, actually. Kane uh, beat the shit out of him, and then Braun came out and beat the shit out of Kane. Uh, I think they went through the ring, maybe, after that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, the dirt sheet saying Finn's not over. There was another. They did like a best abs in WWE history. Finn won overwhelmingly. So now Finn has been teasing fans and dirt sheets alike, posting different things with the word over. Like uh, during Thanksgiving, I don't want to overcook my turkey. You know, I'm so over traffic. You know, I think he even has... um, like Finn forever, but then the O V E R are capitalized on his Twitter now. So I, it's one of those things that you can't tell if he's poking at the people who are reading into the dirt sheets and buying into the rumors. Cause sometimes those rumors are started just to keep fans off their, off their game, if you will, you know? Yeah. So, um, what is really going on with Finn? We don't know, but I, just to speak on with the Woken Matt Hardy thing, I think that's another fun pairing introducing the demon against Woken universe. There's a lot of fun stuff. I think you can do there. The one thing that came out of that again, I don't know if, if Vince ever said he's not over enough, what I kind of would buy into is that Vince doesn't have – he thinks the regular not-demon version of Finn is kind of bland. It is. And that and that, and that, that when he is the demon, he's a character. Because Vince is a character guy, and he always has been. So, like, when he's wanting to make characters and looking at characters and doing something with it, he would want Finn to be the demon all the time. And then that's then you could do something with that character. Absolutely. So, now, I'm neither here or there. I like that it's that the demon only comes out during certain times because it's special. But I also see Vince's side where it's like once you embrace and have that demon character on a more regular basis, then you can do stuff with the character and establish it, not just uh, an entity that that makes itself known when need be or that or that he draws upon. Yeah, because then it looks like he's just putting on war paint to have a match. It, yeah. it, it's like Sting. If Sting walked around most of the time without his face paint on and then was trying to be the dark, mysterious, in the rafters Sting, like everybody would be like, why are you up there, Sting? Why are you so high up? Get down. Uh, with the Finn Balor thing, I think that there's an interesting way to tell the story if you want to transition him to become the Demon King. There's a couple things I think you do. One, start making him have inner turmoil with himself and the character. The more Finn Balor as a regular character loses matches, the more the Demon King should push back. And then the Demon King can come out, and every time the Demon King comes out, somehow, some way, Finn wins. But in the others, Finn is losing, but then he wins. Okay, so what's the dynamic there? Until you turn him full bore into the Demon King, who only shows up for matches does really creepy promos, and you don't see him anywhere else. And that's how you do that character for a while. You know, maybe at some point down the road you can pull Finn out of that, but if that's the route that Vince needs to see that character go, 
I think that's the way you do it. You slowly transition him, make it a battle, so that maybe when the regular Finn comes back, people want to see him because that he lost the fight against the Demon King, as everyone right. does. Make it like a like a real like dichotomy type thing where where there are where where he is two two personalities. Yes, he, you know he is Finn Balor and he is Finn Balor the you know then he is the Demon King, and to where. Yes, then he eventually. Lo- Basically, what you're doing is that by having him battle against that entity and within himself, you're further establishing him as a regular character, not just him showing up with a leather jacket. Yep. And so, yeah, you know, you get further development on both sides there. Alternately, do you think they're biding their time because. I still think there's a possibility we're going to get some of these Bullet Club members showing up in the near future. I just feel like it's so close that it's it's palpable. Not that all of them are leaving or anything, but I feel like there are a couple guys. I think Kenny Omega could come over at any point. His contract is up shortly after Wrestle Kingdom. We've talked about that here. Um, I don't think Cody Rhodes is going anywhere right now because he is... Hot, he's ROH champ. He has the ring of honor. Jesus Christ, it writes itself. He's brilliant for getting that. Like whoever said, Cody Rhodes, you're the ring of honor champion. Why don't you have the ring of honor? Like he just set himself apart, you know? Yeah, and it, it's it's funny because it's all, um, that's all a like last minute thing because of the belts. Yep. Did you hear about that? No, I don't think so. Uh, there is a, I don't know if it's a lawsuit or whatever it was, but they needed to get the Millican-made belts off TV ASAP. Okay. A deal fell through, uh, and they couldn't, they, a license deal fell through, and they could no longer show the Millican belts on television or risk, you know. Suit. Uh, suit or whatever. So they had to get the belts off TV, and new belts aren't ready yet, so they... Came up with the ring, genius, and uh, I don't know who's making uh, the new belts. I know that the designs have been agreed upon. They're not looking for 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 a retro style on this one. They're going for all new design because if if I'm I'm a belt guy, me I'm too. A belt mark. We could spend a lot of time so, on belts. So if you look at the OG Ring of Honor belts. They were based off the old UWF belts that was old Mid-South that turned into into UWF. They're almost the exact same belts where you had the Ring of Honor belt, then you had the Ring of Honor pure belt, then the tag belts. And then you had the belts after that 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 I I more identified that that world title with uh, Kevin Steen. Yes. And uh, you had that belt, and then the tag belts were kind of like a – an homage to like the old WWF tag belts, and then you had the then you had the like the World Television tag belt, and then these new belts. The World Belt was a cross between the old Luthez NWA title, which is like the center part of that belt, and then like the little wings or uh, twine. Yeah. On the side, that is like from a the WEC MMA belt. And then they just, Dave, like mixed those two designs together. 
And then, of course, you have the World Tag Team titles, which were the old Reggie Parks um, design. Well, hi, Wyatt. Oh. Silas decided that it was his turn to come in. Yeah, no. He's been waiting. Hi, Wyatt. How are you doing? Welcome to Journey into Wrestling, Wyatt. Dropping a Stone Cold Stunner on our episode. Can you you say, hey, everybody? Can you say, hey, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. It's a podcast. A podcast. Yeah. That is old age. Yeah. Oh, my no, old Mike ain't here. I'm not here. It's old Nate. Right, can you give Daddy eleven? Good night, buddy. Mwah. Love you, bud. Night, night, Wyatt. He says night, night, bub. And that is life with a toddler. That was the greatest. Um, what do you, what do they call those? Run in. That was the best yeah, run in we've had in a podcast episode ever. The last time Wyatt ran in on a podcast of Journey into Wrestling, I think it was episode one, and he could barely do anything. Yes. Yeah, yes, because Gretchen was holding him. Yeah. Because she didn't realize we were recording. I remember that. Um, anyways, yeah, the tag belts. Well, I'm glad I remember where it was. Great the, job. The, the Ring of Honor tag belts, they were the Reggie Parks designed uh, WCW. The, it was the first WCW version of the world tag or world television title. And then you had the the Ring of Honor Television Championship, which was another Reggie Parks design, which was a redo of the WCW World Six Man Tag Team Championships. And then they and then they just recently made a Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team Championship. Really? And yeah, it was like last year. Huh? And I I don't remember the design of it. I I don't even remember if I ever saw it. But it was just really cool how they used some older designs. But I guess that I don't know something fell through with that deal, and they needed to get the belts off of TV. So Cody has a ring now, and until they get a new belt, I think he has the but belt now too. Does he have Does he have a new belt? Yeah. Let me see. Uh, I think I saw a picture of him with both recently. Well, let me get on <laughs> belt talk because that's where. The whole thing will be at sure. Belt talk forum is is for the uh, the belt enthusiasts. Brando, if it was up to me, do you know what they would do in the WWE? What is it? What is that, pal? Trash the SmackDown WWE Championship and bring the Winged Eagle back. I love that Raw has the old school IC title. I was thinking about this, looking at Roman. He was cutting a promo on Raw. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Because in his introduction, I got another what segment out of his introduction of Raw alone. So um, I just thought, man, it would be awesome if at some point they brought the Winged Eagle back, man. I think it's a it's a beautiful title that... Um, has a great history. I just uh, the main reason I brought that up is because I don't know if you saw the promo for Clash of Champions. We're going to talk about that too. Uh, but when they show the title uh, match for AJ Nakamura or AJ uh, Gender, it shows the winged eagle belt. It actually shows all the belts leading up to the belt they're actually challenging each other for. It's actually kind of a cool graphic. Uh, so 
it just made me go, man, I miss that belt so much. I want them to find a way to bring it back. And I think that'd be a way to do it. I don't know. Um, so for, um, some, I don't know if this was, um, like what pay-per-view it was, if it was a Survivor Series or, or Clash or it was one of the newer, um, oh no, it was the live event, Saturday, January 20th. Okay. It's a picture, and it shows AJ, Baron Corbin, and Charlotte with their belts, right? Uh-huh. But they 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 photoshopped in a belt for Baron, and it, it's not the right belt. Whoa, what? Is that happening? All right. So that is a Photoshop belt. Um... And what it is, is that it was someone photoshopped like, oh, this would be cool. And then somebody uh, made a bootleg of that and turned it into a real belt. Because, let me see if I can get a better picture for you here. Uh, That shows just the belt. Just, just, just a memento as old photo bucket decides to want to boot up. You remember, do you remember photo bucket, Nate? Yeah, I can't believe people still use it. It's still around. It was like Dropbox 1.0. Yeah. But. They actually made that belt. It okay? So this was not. This is an official, and what it is is that it is a mix of the uh, of, of the IC belt. In the old WCW US belt. Oh, that's a brilliant way to do it. Oh. And so um, the old WCW US belt was also made by uh, made by Reggie Parks. Yep. And it actually is a take on the IC belt design uh, that Reggie Parks also did. <laughs> so um, he's sort of like doing something with himself. You know, like with his own designs. I like how I kind of almost love that. Doing something with himself. Yeah, he's, he's just doing something with himself. Um, <laughs> Man, that Reggie Parks guy, he's going to be somebody. <laughs> Jesus, only made some of the most legendary titles in the history of wrestling. God. Right? Um, I'm going <coughs> to have the pictures on here, but I just thought that was really cool. Um, I, I've heard rumor that they have a new... Um, IC belt going to be made and they're going to ditch the like the retro really yeah I'm I'm not all for that I like the belt as is like even the white strap has grown on me I'm I'm not much of a white strap guy I like a black strap and uh racist hey (laughs) um I even though like you know, like the rumor was they were going to put a blue strap on the WWE title to color code it to SmackDown. I'm, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, um, I agree. I do think that the U.S. title, the current one, could use a redesign. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't necessarily do the little IC thing that with that. I think that looks really cool. Um, but I don't want it to just copy and be a... Maybe that's the way that you could do it and then almost... 
all the brands have a similar looking belt for each level. I have a fantasy book on this. Baron Corbin is trying to prove a point because he wants to be the most remembered of remembered blah, blah, blah. Because Baron Corbin, I can't think of a good fucking reason for him to be who he is. Anyways, what if he was like trying to shame John Cena and brought back Cena's U.S. title? And like, you know, almost like, you know, trashed having it but still held on to it you know i don't hate that spinner belt design honestly i never hated that belt it was innovative for the time uh but no i'm just being silly it does need a major update the u.s title could be overhauled they need more old school looking belts everything is so sterile right now oh my gosh i found a picture of baron corbin like when he was younger Uh uh-oh coming up Oh my gosh, everyone fucking hated him so much. <laughs> he's not changed at all. He even with his long ass hair, he still has that shitty haircut in my mind. Hey. Check check this out. Um All right, so I I it, it was like on one of the meme pages that I follow and <laughs> I can't find the picture because someone gave him a five head. Oh my god! And like that part where his hair is thinning, they just took it all away. And even though I'm gonna like show you a, a different picture, um, like it was something like this. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> it no. looks hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh man, I was gonna say we got to get back into wrestling. Where were we at here? We were talking belt talk. We should cover Clash of the Champions. We kind of pussyfooted around it. Might as well get into business. You know what I'm saying? Sure thing. Let's go. Only five matches so far. We talked about what I think the sixth will be. I just threw that kind of out there. I was like, hey, that'd be cool. We'll see if they actually do it. But uh, let's see. This card right now only has five matches, as I said. And I'm pulling the matches up right now again because my phone closed the closed the page because, of course, it did. Happening in Boston at the Garden, TD Garden. We got a KO and Sami Zayn taking on Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. This match was made on SmackDown last week. I tell you what, it sold the pay-per-view for me. Having Shinsuke come out and help Randy Orton, that was awesome finish to SmackDown this past week. Um, we've got the Usos, Jimmy and Jay versus... Aiden English and Rusev, they have one win and as a tag team right now. Uh, we've got American Beta with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin versus The New Day, which is, pr- I'm going to guess it's going to be Kofi and Xavier. Would be, and then, what? Okay, s- somebody is messing with stuff, unless you can tell me otherwise. According to Wikipedia... It's now a fatal five-way tag team match, and the Shield have been added. What? That's what somebody has. They've edited the information. I don't know if you can see that there. But it says, and the Shield. Someone has edited that. Obviously, that's not right, folks. Um, going. I'm going to go to a different... I'm going to go to WWE.com. I'd freak out if they announced that that was what was really happening. 
Like, oh, the Shield are going to go hang out on SmackDown for a, a night. Why are you slow, interwebs? Oh, my Lord, Brando. Yeah, I thought you had fast internet now. I do, but for uh, maybe this page is just acting wonky. It's the page, I think. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Why can't I open you? Oh, while you're doing that, Nate. Sure. This isn't wrestling oriented, but obviously we host other shows on we, this network. We do, uh, and and we tangent like a you know like a mf'er. Totally, old school Matt Hardy reference. <laughs> okay, so apparently I can't search it there, folks. Going to the WWE app. It needs some work. Okay, I so I. I got a couple of game pickups, buddy. As I drop it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. My phone is freaking out and playing something from the WWE Network. Let's not get ourselves in trouble there, folks. Auto-playing uh, ads is just no fun. I know. Every time it happens, I'm, I'm just like, wow. This is just unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> All right, so here you go, Nate. Sure. Pick up. Ooh, oh, is it import? It is homebrew. Mother Home 1 and 2, Game Boy. And then... Oh, that's amazing. So what those are, that is Mother 1 and 2 and Mother 3 for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, we never got those. Those are Japanese only. And, um, of course, Mother is Earthbound over here. And uh, what we have is we have these ROMs with custom... Translations. And they are fully playable on the Game Boy Advance. Just thought I'd show you because I wanted to be able to remember to show you. Good job uh, remembering. But, well, I mean, yeah, I did it live during the wrestling show. But, That's fine. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you got to bring on game addicts during Journey into Wrestling. It happens. They all came from the same place. They're all our baby. Our beautiful baby, but you, you will not even believe that I still can't get this up. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Right now my phone has decided it's going to be the worst piece of shit in the history of professional wrestling talk. I should have well, done like well, the poor rapport and fucking printed the shit out. Well, what's funny is that you would have printed out Wikipedia and it would have been wrong. It would have thrown me off. That's exactly what would have happened. I would have been like, uh, right. say what? All right, so I got the card over here on CBS Sports. Okay. Um, we have, we we, you know, we already mentioned the tag match. Um, Shane McMahon will serve as special guest referee and Owen and Zayn's careers in the WWE are on the line here. And then we have, of course, okay, no, so we, so we so we talked about that. We didn't go into it. We had the tag team title match, the Fatal Four Way, not five, with Usos versus uh, American Beta, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, New Day, and Rue Seven Eight in English. That's for the you know tag titles, as we said. And uh, following matches have not been okay. So the match that hasn't been announced but seems pretty likely is Mojo Rally versus Zack Ryder. Possibly a part of the kickoff show, if not on the main card. Then we have the United States triple threat matches. Baron Corbin defends against Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. And um, 
And then we also have the women's title Lumberjill uh, tag match. Or Lumber... Hold on, come on, don't do that. It says Lumberjack match, but typically they've been called Lumberjill matches. I think they're getting away from that. Are they? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That was during the Divas Revolution. This is now the women's revolution. They can be lumberjacks too, damn it. All right. They can wear flannel and grow their beards. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Yes, it is. You Do you, man. And then you have the WWE title match, AJ Styles defending against Jinder Mahal in the rematch. And so that is the uh, is the show that we have coming up. Pretty small, Brando, so I have an idea. Since the card's so small... Let's do some predictions. Per, let's have our predictions on what we think is going to happen. We haven't done this for a couple pay-per-views now. So let's bring it back. We'll uh, we'll start. If they were to have Mojo versus Zack Ryder, what do you see happening to advance that storyline? Mojo wins. Same. I think Mojo has to win, really rub it in Zack's face that he's turned heel and really turn the heat up on this uh, change of heart from Mojo Raleigh. Tag Team Championship match. Which team do you have walking out? I'm actually going to go with American Beta on this one. I think it's very important for those two to pick up a win and get their names in the tag team title hunt, uh, you know, to further their story. Have them win by pinning Aiden English. Yes, exactly. The New Day nor the Usos are involved with it. Uh, I mean... That helps protect both of those teams, and you can get rematches for the titles against those teams. Yeah, forward and put on some damn great matches. They've already been putting on great matches between, uh, like I said, American Beta and the Usos, and I think American Beta uh, had a match against New Day this past week that was awesome as well. It went really well. United States Championship match, Brando. Who do you have walking out with that U.S. title? Baron Corbin. Uh, really. Walks out. Yeah, um, I want Rude to win. Uh, that's my personal opinion. But I think Ziggler was kind of added to the match to preserve the one-on-one Corbin-Rude match for the Rumble. Is that so Bobby Rude can have a bigger over moment? Yeah, sure. Okay, so then let's just say... Bobby Roode wins at the Rumble. He loses this match, which I, you know, I can actually agree with you. I would personally love to see Bobby win here. You know, just do it. He boom. Now he's got a title. But granted, you're trying to build Baron Corbin up and really make him this powerhouse. I guess. So you, when you go ahead. When you build the feud up to make the loss worth more, you help both guys. If you have Baron lose now, and then he's chasing it, he just looks weak. Where do you? Yeah, well, number one, he's not going to look as good chasing it because he's the heel. But number two, it's like, what do you do with him? Does he win it back? And if he doesn't, it hurts him. Yeah. So if you have him win here, he gets he gets the fall either against Ziggler or because Ziggler's interference, and then. You carry on that Baron versus Rude at Rumble. Rude won't be in the Rumble. He'll be have this match. He'll get the victory. Corbin could turn around and enter the Rumble. I like or it. Or do whatever you know. Um, you could use that to try and elevate him. Whether and then you could end up trying to do AJ versus Corbin at 
fast lane. Oh, at Mania. Uh, maybe do a surprise win for the Rumble with Corbin. Um, because it's like, if Raw is getting is getting the Elimination Chamber, don't have Raw win the Rumble. Have have SmackDown win the Rumble, and then Raw can decide, and then Roman can win the Chamber. Uh, if they want to go Roman with with, with you know with Lesnar, um, and it seems like that's where they're going, and so I wouldn't I don't want to see Roman win another Rumble. He can be in it, but do something. I mean, because you'd have the Shield in there dominating and have some way to get the Shield out. Yeah. Um. But then, um, ultimately, I mean, who who wins the Rumble for SmackDown? Then I mean. <sighs> Oh, that's tough. Um, because Shinsuke, I, almost, well, she, you you could do Shinsuke, but you know, is he over enough with the main all crowd when he's not the top guy? I mean, it, it's he'll get a reaction for sure. Don't get me wrong, and that match would rock the house. Oh yeah, but I'm looking at who they're trying to build, and they're trying to build Corbin. So him losing the IC belt would make him like, US. like oh. Uh, that's it, U.S. belt. My it's bad. all right. Um, having him lose that belt sort of like begins his night on a down note, and then he turns that around and wins the Royal Rumble. Uses that anger as fuel to propel himself. I okay, so, I like that. That's an okay story. And so when he enters the Rumble, you're like, everyone's like, wait a minute, because uh, honestly, another thing that I would do is screw it, Braun wins the rumble and goes to SmackDown. Holy shit. Okay. I mean, we haven't done because, something like that yet. I mean, not, not in this current era. So it's like, uh, because you know, they always just assume that the winner of the rumble can, is going to face their champion, but it's their choice. Maybe he chooses yeah. AJ Styles since he can't beat Brock or gender Mahal. Ooh, that that's actually I would pay money. To, I would actually pay the money that I would pay to see that to see that. Yes, <laughs> I'm sold. Having having gender be like I'm the modern day Maharaja. I have reascended. I have reascended to my throne. This is where I'm supposed to be. I have dethroned that idiot AJ Styles. He's but a flash in the pan. He is not me. I am. You know, I'm a better two time champion than he'll ever be. You know, it was a fluke. There's nobody I've beaten every single person there is to ever beat. You know, because obviously in his mind, Raw just won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Braun! Oh, no. And then, and then the modern day, and then the modern day Maharaja, you know, you know, just. <laughs> uh, he'd he just he'd modern massive, day poop himself. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, he's gonna need himself a new pair of pants because, uh, you know, he just like he just took a curry in there. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a curry that's a a hell of a situation to say. Oh, cur- cur- curry man. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Curry yeah. Okay. Man. But yeah, I mean, that, so then it's like it's almost like countdown to like destruction because it, because then you get to mania and you get gender and you have brawn and it's a no brainer who wins this match. 
Braun. Everybody knows it. Okay, Every, question. And, do you put uh, that as your opening match for Mania? They've done that sometimes, put one of the titles at the beginning of the night. Right, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, they did it with Sheamus and Brian and had it be a short match. Punk, punk, uh, punk and Y2J? Weren't they first? No, no. They were next to last, dude. That oh, was that's show. right. They were next to last. My fault. That was, yeah, like that was the next, uh, like that was the same show. They were the next to last. That's right. Um, but like, you could totally have that be the kickoff main event and then like have it be like this era's like squash. Yep. Where just he slams him down. And but then he wins. You know it would be good, though, because you don't want to kill Jinder off as a character, you know. And I don't mean kill him off as, like, take him off screen, but, like, you don't want to really train wreck him. And he came up against Braun. Braun crushed him, and that's the end of the story. I think Jinder's no. got to keep challenging Braun. Like, yes. Relentlessly. You could use that uh, in a storyline, just like they did with Brian. You know, you could use that where that doesn't end Jinder. That just, like, hinders Jinder. We're gonna hinder gender. Episode title, and so, <laughs> so I mean, it just then Braun gets the win. He's holding the belt up high, you know. He just he slammed him down and pinned him. And gender's moving around, and he looks at gender, and, and the whole crowd is just chanting one more time, one more time, one with the belt like, on. Well, then he's just like, "Do you want another one?" He's like, yeah. And he picks him up and slams him down again. That's a great WrestleMania moment. Oh man! And then he just and then he's the champ. And then it's like, who is gonna? Who in the hell is gonna like you know dethrone this guy? A a clever group, a club, if you will, a club or or a lone wolf. Ooh, that's an interesting head to head. I think Baron can hold his own against Braun. Didn't they have a moment at last year's Rumble? Rumble, yeah. They did have a moment. Was, that's all, all I can remember is they had the moment. I don't remember the moment enough to talk, moment. talk about the moment, I guess. Um, I think Charlotte beats Natalia. Okay, uh, I, I, I agree with that. that. Real quick. Uh, I think they're going to use the whole uh, Ruby Riot. Is it, is it the Riot Squad? Yes, it is. Um. So I, th- I think they'll use them and do that kind of stuff. But, yeah, Clash is coming up. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what all happens down and see how close we are. Um, Only got two matches left to talk about on the card. We'll run them quickly. Uh, the Shinsuke-Randy match versus Zayn and Owens. Zayn and Owens wins. Yep. Further their development as heels, they have to get over. Um, but I think Randy has to take the pinfall. You can't give it to Shinsuke. It'll hurt him. I mean, mm, depends on how the depends on how they do it. If they okay, because I guess if they do a dirty finish, it doesn't hurt him as bad. But I kind of see that that that's the only way that way that this is going to go is that it's going to be either a dirty finish with Shane accepting them and saying you're my guys, or if they're going to do the whole if they're teasing the Brian turn and Brian screws over Randy. Shane like how or no like uh, Brian screws over Shane and then ooh. And then you know gets lets them get the win. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It, okay. it could go either way. I would honestly like the Shane turning heel thing because obviously Shane can pull the heel off. I'm not saying Brian can't, but it makes more sense for Shane to be able to p- pull the turn and having like you know what you guys are right. You guys are 100 percent right. We'll do it and your I, way now. 
Yeah, I I saw something the, uh, today that showed uh, Owens and Zayn, and then right beneath it was a picture of Bulk and Skull. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from Power Rangers. Oh man. oh man, characters that did. I like not how we e- said that. As we said that almost exactly the same time. Uh, we're over Skype, so I don't know if we're actually going to say it at the same time. But we both went, "Oh man, <laughs> oh man, yeah." <laughs> uh, to close this card out, it's AJ versus Gender in a repeat uh, match for the world title. I think AJ wins. It makes sense. I think the blow off to this. Well, I guess the blow off to this doesn't matter because this past weekend. Before it's happened, we haven't seen it happen yet because it's in a couple days by the time we're recording this. But uh, Gender is going to India to face Triple H. Yep. So I don't see Gender winning in India with the title. Um, I can see Gender winning here or Gender winning at the Rumble to get. I mean, if I were WWE, I would be setting up Braun versus Gender. And that is like money, huge money, because people want to see the heel get crushed. Well, people want to see him get crushed, and they want to see Braun. And putting Braun anywhere else on the card is like, it's like a disservice to him. But also at the same time, you know, they want Roman to be the top guy. So now you get both. Exactly, it's a smart play. Uh, so but then, what happens to AJ? Well, I think AJ needs to go through a little bit of a recreation of himself, and maybe when he comes back, he's a little bit more heel, a little more vicious. Starts his next era of of styles, you know, really taking it back. Maybe comes back with a haircut. Who knows? A little bit of old school (laughs) AJ. I don't know if we'll get that or not. Uh, Maybe comes back with, I know I keep talking about it, but I'm not going to give up on the Bullet Club at some point coming in. I think it's going to happen. I'm hoping. Uh, I think there's huge, huge money there. The Mullet Club. The Mullet Club. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Hangman Page could pull the mullet off. I think he's kind of got that uh, Sid Vicious hair going on here. Brando. I have a segment for us, by the way. Clash of Champions happening as we as we record this in a couple. It's a, a little over a week away. By the time this is coming out, it's going to be happening in just a few short four days away. Now, folks, you'll get it this Sunday. And uh, hopefully our predictions are somewhat on the nose if they're anywhere right at all. Who knows? Maybe the card will change by then, bro. We've had that happen before. Definitely good. But I have a segment I brought back. We've done it a couple times here. What? I said we've done it a couple times here. What? What? I said I've done it a couple times here. What? Okay, so we're going to do what again? This segment is me looking at subtitles on Hulu when they're talking about wrestling and how, man, do they fucking tell you the wrong story sometimes. Uh, This is just the first couple minutes of Monday Night Raw from uh, this past week. Uh, It started with Roman Reigns coming out to the ring. And as I said before, it's all about the commentators. They're the ones that get the most fucked up lines when it comes to whoever's translating the subtitles on Hulu. Booker T says... Don't look scared, easy, do he? Okay? Don't look scared, easy, do he? That's exactly what Booker T says. Here's what Hulu says. So if you're deaf, this is what you assume he's talking about Roman Reigns about. So scared he is. (laughs) You just made Roman look like a bitch through subtitles. (laughs) So scared he is. 
Don't look scared easy, do he? Okay. This one's a little bit long. I believe it was uh, Michael Cole says it. The, the, the real quote. Roman Reigns has said on social media for the past two weeks that he'll accept any challenge to the U.S. champion that he plans on being a fighting champion. Okay? Or fighting champ. The subtitles say Roman Reigns set on social media, set, S-E-T, not said, set. Roman Reigns set on social media the past few weeks that he'll accept any challenge to the U.S. champ on, but he'll plans to be a fighting chance. <laughs> Roman is a fighting chance. Any man with two hands has a fighting chance. And it's not even the belt that he has. No, it's not. It's not the... Oh my gosh! They said it wrong. That or I just wrote it wrong. <laughs> I think that's even funnier if you wrote it wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure though it said U.S. champ. I'm pretty sure because I was writing it down as it was paused, and I was looking up, and it would if I would have noticed. I see that would have been. I would. Yeah, that's not good. Here's another yeah, Booker T one for you. The big dog looking for a big fight. What the subtitles said. <laughs> big dog looking for a big bite. <laughs> okay, now this is a, this is this is a matter of like I get that topically speaking, you're trying to keep people understanding what's going on. Corey Graves says it takes a real man to say he's going to defend the championship each and every week. Okay? Thematically, whoever's writing these is stuck on the past thing I just said because they say instead of it takes a real man to say he's going to defend the championship each and every week, it takes a big dog to defend the championship each and every week. So Roman has gone from a real man to still a big dog. He's a very large dog. German Shepherd reigns, I guess. I don't know. Greyhound reigns. That's all I have for that segment. It was short this week. I wanted to do SmackDown, and then it actually seemed like the SmackDown subtitles were kind of dead on, and I was like, oh, man, did they figure it out? Shit. Well, I mean, Dixie Carter will always be a terrorist. Dixie Carter, terrorist. I'll never forget that. I need to go back to that NXT when Asuka was facing, I think it was Bailey. I'm actually fairly certain it was Bailey. Asuka was facing Bailey after, or they were showing replays of Asuka facing Bailey after one of the takeover events. And definitely says Dixie Carter, terrorist. Wow. I'm un- All unbelievable. Right. All right, Nate. So. <laughs> Do we just gonna want to go right into the random, oh, uh, let's, random highlight for the week? Let's do it, man. Uh, I don't know if we have much left to talk about wrestling news. I don't know. I mean, I guess there were some releases. Did you know Jim Johnson got released? Yeah, what was up with that, man? What the music voice of WWE for the past like thirty years, and they let him go. I mean, I get it. You, you run know. your course. You've made a lot of stuff. But then they've got these new guys who have been responsible for like Finn Balor and Shinsuke's themes that are very popular. CFOs. CFOs, that's what it was called. Thank you. 
Yeah, um, I know there was some impact wrestling stuff. They're moving up north to Toronto. They've closed the they've they've closed the Nashville offices. James Storm is officially done with the company, and there might be like EC3 and Bobby Lashley might leave uh, within the like few months or whatever. But I really don't care to talk about it that much. Maybe next time. Uh, I mean, there might be something. I mean, we're gonna ne- on the next episode, guys. We're gonna be doing our year end of the our end of the year awards like we did last year and we're going to be uh kind of going off of the same stuff that we did last year with the match of the year tag teams uh the baron corbin award i know who's in the running as do i <laughs> no spoilers here folks but i think i have a pretty good idea who's winning the baron corbin award this year although i um last year of course last year we uh we had an extra host uh, throughout the throughout, throughout the entirety of like the season, almost are are they yeah. up to be a part of the Baron Corbin Award? Are they nominated? No, 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 no. Oh, what I'm okay. saying is, well, no, no. I would just uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, come on, man. I'm not doing that. I don't know. Hell I was just no. being silly. I know. I'm not doing that at all. What? Well, no, no. What I'm saying is that how the awards work is that the three of us each nominated people for each one, and we picked like the ones that got all of like the originally all the uh, like all the same votes and then i like said all right pick one of these and i told you guys each pick one of these pick, and pick one of these yep so then that's how we ended up making it well baron corbin got nominated five times <laughs> and one time under his real name yes <laughs> last year so like he was he he was last year's winner of the uh first annual journey into wrestling's baron corbin award I don't personally think that he should be nominated five times again. I think he has improved. Maybe four. Okay. Maybe three. I could see Jason Jordan being on the Baron Corbin Award list. Yes. Yes. I can. I, I, I definitely can. Yes. I'm actually. Yeah. It's almost a spoiler. You can almost think that he's going to be nominated. Damn. I shouldn't have said that I might want to possibly um, do that. Oops. No. I, I am 100% with you uh, with that nomination. But. Uh, we we will talk about that in two weeks when we uh, come back to you with our Clash of the Champions review and our end of year awards, and that will close out the year for us here at Dream to Wrestling. And but that's, of course, that's right before Feature Week for the network. By the way, yes, yes, but of course, we uh, here um, at the show we've started doing this new episode or this new uh, segment towards the end of the show called Random Highlights, where we where we gush on a certain wrestler and it's uh, it's picked at random. We don't know who we're going to be gushing about until we're going to do it. And we're just going to talk about some of our favorite matches and moments, a little bit of history of the wrestler and whatnot. Um, but we have 10 names and they are Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, Trish Stratus, ultimate warrior edge, John Cena, Magnum TA and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm going to pick a random name from these off of the random name picker here on the interwebs and we are going to find out who that is right now. Are you ready, Nate? Let's do it. Click. Shawn Michaels. Wow, he was just put on the list just last week. He was, and uh, he replaced um, your pick of CM Punk last week. So Shawn Michaels is this week's pick, and holy cow, what a monster of a pick because he had a hell of a career, Nate. 
God, his career start to finish is legendary. He's in a legendary tag team. He's, uh, you know, he has some legendary title runs. He has some legendary first matches. Uh, looking at uh, WrestleMania 10, <clears throat> you look at Shawn Michaels. He has an amazing run with Diesel and that storyline, and he transitions onto that and has Hunter, and then that becomes DX, and then he gets hurt, and then there's he does work with Tyson and Austin, and he's ushering in a new era. He goes away for four years in 2002. It's in the air today, I guess. 2002 in the air today. Uh, Shawn Michaels comes back. He wins at the um, at the first elimination chamber to become the world heavyweight champion. I mean, the, the, he he actually returned first though at SummerSlam to face H in a grudge match, if I remember yeah. right. Didn't they do an angle where like H was bringing the NWO back or something, and he was gonna have Shawn in it? Well, okay. Um, Shawn came back. To be the new leader of the NWO, and he was revealed to be the new leader by 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 Kevin, and it was Kevin and Sean forming up a new NWO faction, which consisted of Big Show, X Pac, Booker T, and Goldust. Kinda, Goldust wanted to be in the group, and they wouldn't let him. But it kind of faded away pretty quickly when Nash got hurt, and so. What they ended up doing was they sort of got Hunter. Uh, before the whole thing was scrapped, Nash and HPK approached Hunter to join the NWO. Ooh. Uh, and Hunter turned them down. Well, then Na Nash got hurt, and then they ended up doing the first DX reunion with Sean and Hunter. And that happened with them going out to the ring, doing the old... A DX stuff, and then Hunter doing the the whole "Are you ready?" bit. Let's get ready to suck it, and then pedigreed Sean. And then always by saliva starts playing. <laughs> um, I'll never not was... think of that song in that that particular pay per view, SummerSlam um, two thousand two. I thought it always was Survivor Series. Was it for Survivor? Yeah, I think you're right. It was Survivor Series because they were showing highlights from SummerSlam that leading year, up, yeah. leading up back to that match. Uh, man, HBK he retired one of the greatest of all time. He got retired by one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He has stuck true to his word and not come back in a wrestling capacity since his retirement. You have to admire a man for that. Uh, he was a part of the very controversial Montreal Screwjob, which you can hear us cover extensively over on Patreon just for three bucks exclusive content. Brando and I did the 20th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob, covered it extensively, even have the actual promo that Brett cut when he turned heel as a part of that whole package, which is amazing. You did a whole introduction to that episode that I really loved. Uh, so for three bucks, check that out. It's a whole month and you get exclusive access to the content I'm talking about and early access to every episode on the network back to talking about Shawn Michaels. That was a very DX thing of me to do was just a cheap pop <laughs> into my sale and then come right back to it. Uh, yeah. Shawn Michaels to me, I mean, I genuinely have only cried a couple times because of wrestling. 
two of those times have been because of Shawn Michaels. One was when he retired Flair, which I will never, ever, till the day that I die, forget how I felt watching that. And the the last words that Shawn said to Rick in the in the ring, I'm sorry, I love you. And then he nails him with the super kick, pens him, and it's done. Well, I mean, except for TNA, but that doesn't really count, I guess. You know, we're not going to talk about that. Um, and then, of course, Sean getting retired by um, by Taker was, man, that, that was just a beautiful story they told at 25 and then at 26 to follow it up. And, uh, I, you know, I wasn't really pleased initially when they were going to just redo that match the very next year with Taker. But the way they told the story, the... Sean coming down from the heavens entrance that year, you know, and Taker's very slow demonic entrance. The whole thing was, I mean, there's so many great Shawn Michaels matches. I can't even, all day, I, we could sit here and just go back and forth. One of the, to me, pinnacle matches of his career was WrestleMania 19 versus Chris Jericho. I got to see that match, not at WrestleMania, at a house show, and it was amazing to watch those two work in the ring together. Yeah, I would consider 25 to be one of the best all-time WrestleMania matches of all time up up there. Is that the you Undertaker know? botch spot? Yeah. That was at 25, right? Yeah, that was with uh the like the the quote camera guy. I can't remember if it was Deuce or Domino, but it was one of those guys was the camera guy to take that bump and they the Taker was a little short or they were off. Taker about 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 broke himself. Didn't he hang <laughs> Just, himself on the rope? Didn't his feet hit the rope as he was it, crossing it, and he pulled down? It, he might have. Well, I mean, he he landed like right on his noggin and like turned himself backwards <laughs> where he's not supposed to go that way. <sighs> but uh, I mean, it was awful looking as far as like hurting him. I mean, from a certain angle, it looked really cool. But when you looked at it from another angle, you're like. He could have <laughs> broke his neck for real, like for real. And of course, you can't talk about Sean without talking about like him hit hit one, one like one of the most famous heel turns of all time when he turned on Marty in the Rockers. God, the kick this, at the barber shop uh, when he he kicked him in the barber shop and then he threw him through the window. And then of course he went with uh, Sherry Martell. Sensational Sherry, and she was his manager when he started the whole Heartbreak Kid gimmick. And uh, he opened WrestleMania 8 with that in his first singles match at WrestleMania against Tito Santana, um, a.k.a. the Flying Burrito, the Flying Jalapeno. Uh, per Bobby uh, the Brain. Oh, man. And then, of course, uh, Tito's sister uh, opened up WrestleMania 8 with... Uh, the national anthem uh, that was uh, Ariba McIntyre. <laughs> That's so awful. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I, I love Bobby, dude. He was awesome. WrestleMania uh, eight was that Taker's debut mania? No, that was the year, uh, seven. year after. Seven was the one with Snuka. Eight was uh, Jake. That's right, Jake the Snake. Okay, but and then of course one year later you're looking at I mean we're so let's go through the WrestleMania matches real quick. You know, you had 8 with Tito, 9 with Tatanka where he's IC champ and uh, he ends up getting the squall 10 with Razor ladder match. 10, 10 was Razor ladder match, 11 was Diesel for the title. 12 was 60 minute Iron Man with Brett for the title in which he won and became champion. 13 yep. he missed 
He was there, but he he had lost his smile. Yep. 14 was Austin. 14 was Austin, and in his last one until 19. Jericho. Jericho. And then 20 was the triple threat with Benoit and Triple H. 21 was another classic with Kurt Angle. Jesus Christ. One of the another one of the best matches you could watch. Amazing finish to that. Uh I, I believe HBK ends up tapping to the ankle lock. Yeah. Uh but he cinched it in and crossed his legs around him to really pull it in at the very last second. God, that was a great match. That WrestleMania 21, super underrated. Continue on with uh, Sean's matches. 22 is versus uh, Cena. <clears throat> Who was it versus? Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon. That's street right. Fight. Street fight. That's right. It was 20, was 23. Three. Was 23 was against Cena because uh, in, in the works, 22 was H and Cena. That's right. right. CM Punk came out uh, as one of the gangsters. Right. And then I guess it was supposed to be H and Cena again, like the next year. Really? But then H got hurt when he tore his quad again. And so it ended up being Sean. And Sean got the main event, his uh, third WrestleMania. at the, or That was his third main event for WrestleMania was, was, was 23. 24, he retired uh, Ric Flair. Damn good and then match. 20, yeah, and then 25, he went against Taker. And then 26, he main evented WrestleMania with Taker, and then which he had his retirement. But he made a few more appearances at, 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 at WrestleManias. Uh, he was at uh, 20, 28. Once in a lifetime? And, uh, that was the it was the end of an era match with the Hell in a Cell H Taker with Sean a special guest referee. That's right. <clears throat> he was there at twenty nine when H went up against Brock as he got and kind of got involved on the outside. Uh, he was there at was he at thirty or was he? It was thirty one with 31, Sting. He came with Sting H and Sting and the NWO and DX and all that kind of stuff and. Uh, and then it was in 33 when it was Mick, Sean, and Austin against um, that uh, United Nations. League of Nations. League of Nations. I can't remember. It I was remember what uh, Sheamus, Wade Barrett, uh, Rusev, and Alberto Del Rio. Yep. Was Al- there another one in there? Al Patron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Um, uh, I think there. I don't think there was a fifth. I think they were teasing that they were going to bring Paige in as the fifth, maybe. And I don't oh, think it happened. Oh, um, it was supposed to be Owens at one point. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, but I mean, H H has a long story. You know, you know, you know, history with WrestleMania, and then you're talking about his title reigns. Man, his first one, his first world title was against Brett when he won at WrestleMania 12. Then he regained the belt at San Antonio in his hometown at the Rumble 97 against Psycho Sid. You know, then he loses his smile, and then the Montreal Screwjob gives him his third uh, world title, and then he drops it to Steve. Then he, as you said, he won the world heavyweight title in uh, couple times in 2002. I uh, know it was only once. 
He only held that title one time? Yep. Really? And that that was his last world title. Really? Yeah. Shit. That's crazy to think about. He only had five championships? Ma- major? I, want, I think so. Uh, wow. Going through the years, I, uh, it sounds right. Yeah. I I mean, he never held. Did he hold tag titles? Of with, course he did. With um, a lot of people, though? Or was it only him and Marty and one other? It, it, him and Marty won it, but they got overturned and never aired. That's right. I remember that. Um, rope and broke. Then, yeah, the rope broke, and Vince decided they weren't going to air it. <coughs> Excuse me. And then he won the tag titles with Diesel. Okay, makes sense. And then he won the tag titles, and then, see, that team broke up. And then he won the tag titles with Diesel again when they were babyfaces because he was IC champ, and then Diesel was WWF champ, and they were all the champs. Yeah. Um. Okay, going through, he won the world title. No, 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 no. There's this whole internet thing I could just utilize. I'm gonna pull. Oh, it up. I could do, but I want to do it from memory because I because it's a challenge to me because he won the European title from Bulldog. Then he won the WWF because then because then he dropped it to Hunter in that one episode of Raw where they did that match where Slaughter made him wrestle and then like like um. H like body slammed him or hit him and Sean fell down and then H like hit the ropes for an elbow drop. He ran back and forth like five times. Yeah. <laughs> um and but the tag titles, he also held the tag titles with John Cena. Really? Yeah, because uh him and uh Cena were going into um Mania twenty three as tag champs. Uh also, wasn't Shawn Michaels the first Grand Slam champ of the WWE history? Yes, but he wasn't the first person to hold the all three belts. Two-time Royal Rumble winner? Yes. Um, all right, so hold on. We're going to look up, actually, because he has a few other... Because uh, he, he won the tag titles with, with H as well. Yeah, he has five total things. One WWE Tag Championship with Triple H. He's got two with Diesel, one with Stone Cold, one with John Cena, and one with Triple H. WWF. That was WWF era belts. So before they switched over. Um, One-time European champ, three-time IC champ, three-time WWF champ, one-time world champ. 15 slammies. Jesus. He he yeah. he won best slamming jamming entrance in 96. <laughs> best threads in 96. Master of match mechanics in 96. Leader of the new generation in 96. Man, they were hyping him in 96 hardcore parkour. Match of the year 96 versus Razor Ramon. And he was only a three-time world champion because he held the world the WWF title twice and the world heavyweight once. Oh, um, he Hall was the fourth. He was the fourth triple crown champion. The first triple crown champion, I want to say, was Brett. I no, Pedro he... Morales was the first technical one. Really? Yeah, because he uh, Pedro Morales won the world heavyweight, um, or he won the WWE. E and 71 tag team in 80 and intercontinental 
later on later on in 80 and then the next one was Brett when he won the uh the WWE cuz he was tag tag team twice IC twice and then he won the WWE then it's Diesel then it's Shawn then Austin Rock H Kane Jericho Angle Guerrero Benoit Flair Edge Van Dam Booker T Orton Jeff Hardy CM Punk JBL Damn long list um, Mysterio, Ziggler, Christian, Big Show, Miz, Brian, Daniel Bryan, um, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. Damn. And actually, you would think that Rollins was would be here, but the classic, um, they don't include the U.S. title here as a secondary title. So the... So for the primary belts, you either have to have held the WWE or the World Heavyweight. Or now, I guess you consider, like, the Universal, right? Yep. And then the tag teams either has to be the World Tag Team, the original WWE or WWF Tag Teams, or the Raw Tag Team titles. SmackDown tags don't count. Mm, I guess not. Interesting. And then the and then the secondary one is only the IC. Huh. Makes sense. That's weird. Makes sense, but it's weird. That is very weird. I'm not sure. Uh, man, you think about Shawn Michaels' storied career. He is a WWE pony through and through. Started and ended his career there. You know, he obviously came up the ranks before then, but he never jumped ship to WCW. Had some opportunities, I guess. I think there were a couple times, didn't they? Didn't Kevin and Scott tried to get him to go over and jump ship, and he just he thought it would kill Vince because it would have. Well, I mean, I don't know if it ever actually came to it. I know he threatened a lot. Sean, we we also got to talk that there were there there were two distinctly different Shawn Michaels. There was the pre. There was the first era where he was extremely childish and difficult. And had a lot of problems. Drug, alcohol, a lot of problems. And then there's the reborn Christian HBK, who is different. He's a much cooler cat. Much more laid back. Much more down to earth. Less of a pain in the ass. Absolutely. I guess you could say. Where uh, um, I have no doubt that there's a little bit of the old Sean in there. I mean, because there's nobody who is... Even if you're a religious dude, you're not com- you're not completely perfect or an angel. No way. I'm not trying to say Sean's a Sean's still the old Sean, but I'm saying is that I mean he's going to do the best that he can do, and be, be the best guy that he can be now, and realize that he's not that guy anymore. But I I just wonder if there were times where he was backstage and somebody was pushing his buttons the wrong way, and he just sort of old school Sean Michaels promote him or something. Man, that would be awesome because they wouldn't expect that, you know? Right. Uh, I think, Sean, isn't he filming a Marine movie? He is. He's filming with The Miz and Becky Lynch. Yes. Yes, I saw that. And uh, we need to talk about his brief heel turn against Hulk Hogan in 05. Oh, my God. One of the greatest promos in wrestling history. Let me tell you something, brother, brother. Brother, brother, brother. <laughs> the, the whole Larry King segment was awesome. Him walking out with the walker. Oh, tripping over himself, man. He sold it hard. 
Um, and then one of my favorites is when they go back to Montreal. And, of course, he's a heel, and they hate him anyway. He's oh, yeah. Screw job. They've never forgot. And, and they, he's doing this whole promo shtick, and they saying, you screwed Brett, you screwed Brett. And he says, you know what? I've only got one thing to say about screwing Brett. I did it once and I do it again. Oh, damn. And then they're like, you know, and he's like, if Bret Hart had any guts, he'd walk down this ramp into this ring right now and get, you know, and stand face to face with me. And then he started talking and Bret Hart's music hits and the crowd goes flipping nuts. And he looks like, what? And they're, like, they're playing the video. They got the music blaring. And Brett never comes out. And Sean just starts laughing. And like, he starts slapping his knee. He's like, he's like, you guys were always a bunch of suckers. <laughs> uh, hilarious. You know? And then he starts talking. He starts kill promoing on, on Montreal. And Hulk Hogan's music hits. And the crowd goes nuts again. And he never comes out. And Sean's like, you fell for it twice. I can't believe it. <laughs> you know what can't oh. be avoided about HBK's career also? How about the punch that Rebecca Michaels took from Y2J, SummerSlam yeah. 08, I think, or 07? Yeah. Oh, my God. Whoa, uh, just that account told from both those dudes. It's one of those situations. Uh, Y2J didn't mean to hit her for real, but he fucking laid her out for real. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean was not thrilled with him. And they still worked great matches together. But man, again, Sean is just, he's, um, when you think about a, a Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, Sean Michaels has to be on it. He's just um, so synonymous with all that is wrestling that matters, at least, I think. Well, I, I definitely agree. And the thing is, is that what was funny about that is that Sean got upset about that. And Rebecca's like, oh, that was so cool. You know, better for the business, right? You know, she was like all kind of like gung-ho about it. Sean's like, no, no, no. Yes, but no. Uh, God, you weren't supposed to get hit. <laughs> like, he wasn't supposed to hit you. <laughs> You're not supposed to potato the misses. Right. <laughs> potato the mister, but not never the misses. <laughs> oh, Episode title, Potato the Mister. Okay. Writing it down. <laughs> right on, man. Well, you know what? Uh, we could go on and on about Sean, and I'm sure we'll talk more about Sean at some other time. But for, night, for tonight and, then t- and for Episode 7, I think it's time to wrap her up tonight. Yeah, man, it's been a great episode seven. We literally could do a whole, and you know, maybe at some point we do have an off season we're going to have at some point. Maybe we can do some wrestler retrospectives where we really dive deep into these wrestlers, go over some very specific matches, maybe uh, have you and I do some specials where we call matches. Uh, with, Absolutely. I think where we do some like watch alongs or whatever. Yeah, I think that would be a really fun concept to, to play with. We're going to have to figure out. But, uh, Brando, this was awesome talking to you as always about wrestling. Uh, I know that people can find us on a bunch of different places, but I feel like this is the first place I'm going to get to officially announce this news. 
It actually is, isn't it? In wow. a totally weird backwards happenstance, you will have heard the news already on Journey into Comics by the time you're hearing this episode. Unless you don't listen to Journey into Comics, and I don't know if you don't know what you're missing, but you're missing a great show over there. Check it out. We, the network, have a new place where people can hear us, Brando. It is the... I mean, it was a breathtaking moment for me to find this news out because I was not expecting it to go so smoothly. But Journey into Comics Network is now on Spotify. What? Yeah, we submitted it and we were waiting and you had heard like, man, I saw a few downloads, but it's not coming up. And I searched it and we came up and I just sent you the screenshot. It freaked me out. I was just like, whoa, that actually happened. It was weird because we had like a bunch of plays coming in from all like from overseas and they were all on Spotify. And I'm just thinking, like, we haven't even it still says under review right now. Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> and then I had searched right after I saw those plays. I went and I searched and I did not find anything. And it was a couple hours later we were talking and I told you we're close. I think something's happening because we had these plays and then you searched it, sent it to me. And that was amazing revelation, man. Cause, uh, Spotify is on like every device now. It's so easy yeah. to get. And it's so easy for you to just find us. Just search journey into comics. You'll get the whole network journey into comics network. I haven't tried searching any of the individual shows yet. Cause they're titled, um, maybe that works. I have, I will figure phone that out. Died. I was going to do it, but it did. Oh, damn, it's dead. But, uh, Brando, hit us on where we can get uh, the network other than Spotify. What? Spotify. What? I said Spotify. Well, I'll tell you what, son. You can find us there on the iTunes. You can what? find us on Pod... What? On Podbean? What? what? You can find us on Stitcher Radio? What? what? I said Stitcher Radio. What? What? I said Google Play what? Music. What? Google Plays Music. What? It, it does? plays music. It plays the Journey into Comics Network. You can find us on the Facebook, a Journey into Comics, Journey into Wrestling. One of those, you'll find us somewhere, pal. You can go to Twitter's J-I-W on what? J-I-C on Twitter's. You can find us on there as well. You can listen to us every other Wednesday. What? I said Wednesday. What? what? Hump day. What? what? The middle of the week. What? J-I-W coming to you live. Every win other Wednesday here on the journey into Comics Network. What? I said network. What? I said network. Pre-recorded? I said what? Pre-recorded? What? <laughs> Not live? What? <laughs> and that for being us here on the network for Nate, this has been Stone Cold Steve Austin what? telling you to open up a can of audio whoop ass this week on the note on the and on that note, you could just kiss my ass and get the hell out of here, and that's the bottom line. Cause what? Stone Cold, Cause Stone Cold, Cold said, said so. Said so.